0: Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Dingle podcast. We're here with the legend himself, Devilur. And uh, today is actually the first podcast ever. It may get a little bit messy. I mean, we're going to see how it goes. You know, it's the first one, so it may not be as smooth as uh, we would like it to be. Uh, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna learn and improve. And, to and uh, you know, the first step is starting out. And uh, it's definitely something that I've been procrastinating on quite a bit. And uh, it's also something we're going to talk about in this podcast. Hopefully, we're going to first get to know the legend himself a little bit better. And uh, yeah, so we're going to fire the first question, which is probably the most common question, which is, um, how did you get into poker?
1: I got into poker probably like two and a half years ago. I was just on Twitch and I, and I randomly saw Jamie streaming. And I don't know why, I honestly have no idea why on the front page. I don't even know why I started watching his stream, to be honest. I probably knew literally nothing about poker at that point. But for some reason I watched his
0: stream and I'm like, damn, this is pretty cool. So in two and a half years, you went from like nothing to what you are now, which is just, you know. Yeah,
1: and the thing is, I didn't even play for like five months after I was just watching his stream. I didn't even know you could play in America, really. And then some was somewhere I found out about like ACR and sites like that. So like November two years ago, maybe I was like,
0: "Oh shit, I can I can play poker." That seems like fun. I can I play try poker. It out. <laughs> 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 did you only watch Jamie Staples, or did you watch others as well? What's Jamie? The uh, main
1: guy? I probably watched Jake Carver and Jamie and like Kmart,
0: all the people who were there back in the day. Yeah, sure. Um, so, Fum, who do you feel like, like, how did you improve your game the most? Like, did you just watch only Twitch? Or did you also watch those beautiful Daniel Negreanu clips on YouTube? How to play Pocket Jacks?
1: <laughs> I mean, those those are very good clips. But no, I I really just watched Twitch in the beginning. And then eventually I, like, signed up for uh, Tournament Poker Edge, right? Is that what it's called? Yes, yeah, yeah. so that was, like,
0: the first real training I paid for. That's pretty cool. Um, and we all know who you use now. <laughs> no plug, by the of way. Of course. <laughs> code DW Stevie, or maybe not, but
1: that could be the code. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, when you got into poker, of course, you had to play in an because you were still living in America. Um, so what games did you um, play the most in the beginning? Did you start out playing entities or Citigo, Cass?
1: Uh, I played cash in the beginning. Not even on. I played on a different, like, really small American site. I played 2NL, of course.
0: Not even those. And plays. I was
1: really bad, bro. I lost. I lost like two
0: hundred dollars playing 2NL. It was, it was so. so how did you deal with that in the beginning? Were you like frustrated? I, even, or...
1: I don't even know. In the beginning, I like. i had to, like say like I was gonna. I don't even know how many hands at this point that was, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna play. 500 hands today or something i didn't even really like it which was sort of weird i was like yeah this is playing like two tables of 2 L or whatever and then eventually i found that i could just go on acr and started playing some like micro sticks tournaments which was more fun so then i actually was more into grinding than instead of just forcing myself to play two tables of 2nl and mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Did you did you spend a lot of time off the table as well to improve, or were you just you know just winging it?
1: Uh, yeah, in the beginning, there's no way. No, I was just playing. Uh, I was probably studying a little bit, but it probably it was probably wasn't very useful studying if we're gonna be honest.
0: <laughs> so, at what point did you like really tell yourself, okay, it's really time to study and get better at this? I can you know make money off this or. Uh, was there even that think of like oh i can make money in, uh, in this and yeah I'm not i don't better. know I'm trying like, to think back was it was more of a smooth transition towards
1: that i mean i guess when i had my first like really big score at the time it definitely was when i started taking it more seriously but yeah, yeah most people after people that, that don't score know. i think probably like i maybe like march of two years ago i guess it would be i had like a 7k score in uh one of their online series tourneys i like played a five dollar satellite and got second or something and i was just like that was crazy 7k was like an insane amount of money yeah how, how Considering... did
0: that? Uh, i mean how did it feel of course that was amazing but um did you, was that like really like the switch feels like oh i can actually like make a lot of money in it and how did your parents react to that
1: uh my parents definitely did not like it at first and they still don't i'm sure they'd still prefer that i did something else you know but, but now they're into it but back then yeah they definitely didn't didn't really like it but it's hard for them to be too against it you know when i liked it and i was making at least a little bit of money back then
0: yeah it makes sense i remember the like the first time when i told my parents that you know I, won, I, was, I think it was 3K in the big 750. And my mom just, like, literally just had to sit down. She's like, what? <laughs> like, do <did laughs> your parents have that as well? Or were it like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they were definitely, definitely pretty shocked. And I told them I made
0: $7,000. Cause are your parents, like, like somewhat aware of, like, how the poker industry works? Like, how it, you know, how much money they were? Now they are. Fit, now like... they
1: are. But not back then. No, they had no clue.
0: Yeah, same with my parents. Um, so um yeah with what bankroll? so you started basically with two and L. So did you like really work with like a bankroll, or were you then just like you know deposited? I, mean, I deposited
1: through? I think I deposited a hundred bucks and then busted that. And I probably deposited a hundred bucks one more time and I don't know. I deposited no more than like two hundred fifty or three hundred dollars overall, I'd say, before I stopped losing it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you basically just never had to redeposit since that's uh, that's oh well, yeah. Gold tip, it. chat. They Don't deposit read a it. It, <laughs> it works. It works. Um, so, yeah, how do you handle your bankroll currently? Like, do you really have, like, a really strict bank management? Do you separate it from, like, your life expenses or is it just, like, you know, one big pot and you just know I'm safe there?
1: Uh Somewhere in the middle, probably like I have an Excel doc that basically has all my money, like this much in my bank account, this much in Neteller, this much on all my other sites, which gives me like my total life roll, I guess you could say. And then from that number, I take out whatever I take out a year's living expenses. So basically, no matter what, I can do whatever I want for the next year and not have to worry about money or anything. And then I take out, you know, Whatever, if there's anything like alright, I'm gonna to need to pay taxes, take out some, and then basically I just end up with whatever numbers left, and that's basically how I go with my bankroll.
0: Yeah, I think it's actually a pretty good way to do it, then you just always save and you don't have to worry about it too much with on a yeah. day-to-day basis.
1: And then I usually like as far as buy-ins or whatever, I like to have four or five hundred for my average buy-in, but I shot take
0: pretty aggressively within that. Yeah, makes sense um sad actually asks uh what would you do if it wasn't for poker
1: oh i don't know i mean i'd probably still just be in university in boston but as far as after what i would do after that i don't i don't really know right now like i'm not really into anything else right now which is it is what it is but i mean you don't just find interests but i don't know
0: uh, for the people that don't know, what uh, what were you studying?
1: I was studying business, and I still am. Uh, basically, uh, I was I did a year and a half at university, like full-time, and I was playing poker like a lot for the last six months of that, probably, like almost full-time playing poker while going to school, which was like summer of two years ago to Christmas of two years ago or something like that, or to Christmas of, no, it wasn't even, yeah, last year. Basically, last year in the summer until Christmas, I was playing a lot and like at decent stakes. And then in November, obviously, had that nice little bink. Yeah, tell whatever. us a little bit more <laughs> about that. 120K, I know the story, but... but I
0: think a lot of people don't know. And Holm guys asked, "What's the biggest score?" Well, this is biggest score. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so basically up until that point, like I said, I'd probably been playing three or four months, like a decent amount at a 30 or 40 or 50 ABI, somewhere in there. And yeah, like I said, I like to shot take a little bit, so I ended up, can't pass up on the 265, 1 million, especially when you're an American.
0: Yeah, that's the tournament on ACO, guys. It's kind of the same as like the Sunday Million, yeah. It's basically it's 265, million, and it runs but... on the American squad Room.
1: Yeah, so that was during a series, and I decided to play it. And then because I'm a D-Gen, I busted, and I'm like, all right, I'm firing a second bullet.
0: <laughs> Turns out that was a good I didn't choice. even know you fired a second bullet, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I probably
1: probably shouldn't have, to be fair, but it worked out. So <laughs> worked out. So uh, where did you end up? And for how much? Ended up uh, three-handed. We made a deal. I got 120k, I think. And then I got ended up getting second. We played for like another 30k or something. So I ended up getting second for 120k.
0: Did a lost hand go?
1: I have no idea. Honestly, literally really no idea. Know? I have zero clue. I couldn't tell you one hand from that tournament.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say like I think you said in, in Kurosawa, right? like you went to refue it one time and it was like terrible or something? Well, like if did you say like if I if you were to review it?
1: No, I think I did review it once, like, six months ago, and I think it was actually pretty clean, just saying.
0: <laughs> just <I> saying.
1: <laughs> it'd be fun to review it again, though. Just, like, it's one of those things, you go back every six months or a year, and you're like, every hand you thought was good then, or the last time you reviewed it, now you're like, no, I'd have played that completely different. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. And which is, you know, in, which is, of course, like, pretty good, because it means, you know, you continue to improve. And uh...
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um. So yeah, you've now just been mainly crushing it on the you know on the live on the online streets. Do you also plan to uh, play more on li- uh live, or just gonna stick uh, to online? Uh,
1: play. I don- definitely don't plan on playing a lot live anytime soon. I don't think I've actually never played live before. But I'm sure I'll play. I'm sure I'll play eventually. But it doesn't really interest me.
0: Yeah, you played a little bit on QSO, I think. <laughs> I mean, live home game, sure. <laughs> uh, Ace of Faces, Bounty Builder series coming up. What's the plan? So it's, I think it runs from October 16th to 27th. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chet.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: That sounds right. So uh, what's the plan? i just going to play it. I'll play everything
1: except for the 2Ks. I mean, there's not a ton of super high stakes in it, so... We'll fire some sets to the two Ks. Otherwise, everything else will be won.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Um, Share. So yeah, what are your goals with poker for the coming years? You know, just continue to just grinding, cruising, enjoying life, or do you really have? Do you really are you really someone who sets a lot of goals? Of like, oh, I want to do this this month and that next year.
1: No, not really. I mean, obviously. I'm pretty comfortable playing the 6 I'm playing now. I mean, I'm not saying I'm crushing them by any means, but plan is to keep getting better. I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to be someone who's, like, firing the 25k or 100k high rollers online, but I just don't know if I have the motivation to put in the amount of work it takes to get that far, but I think there's still a lot of room to improve.
0: Yeah, and there we go. I kind of feel... I uh, also don't really... Uh... I have too much interest in, you know, putting in so much hours into the lab to really play the 100 case and all this stuff. Yeah, that's just like studying five hours a day or some shit. Like, I can it's just
1: not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, Jones asks if you uh, always have 100% of yourself or have you been staked? Or... No,
1: I always have 100%. Uh, I like to have all my own action. I'd rather
0: just not play if I can't play it comfortably on my own role. Any reason for that? Or just the FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, when you have that lucky bank, then.
1: Nah, I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I guess if it's attorney, for the most part, attorney that I'm not rolled for right now just isn't going to be very soft, I guess is what it comes down to. Like, for me, selling like whatever percent of my action to play the Thrill or the Super Tuesday, like, it's just not really a good investment on my part. I'd rather just play a 530 or a 215 or whatever.
0: Yeah, that makes sense um so you've now been living in you you, he was living in america right and you uh, moved this year to mexico earlier and uh now you settled down at canada somewhere i don't know exactly where anymore i think it was montreal montreal so what place have you enjoyed so far the most and um yeah first that question uh
1: i've I like Montreal a lot, but I think personally I spent a year and a half in university living in Boston, in Massachusetts, in America, obviously, I guess, but I think that was my favorite spot. It's just such a cool city, and I grew up my whole life liking all the Boston sports teams, and it's just when you're living with the people, especially when you spend my whole life living with people who hated the teams that I liked, it's pretty sick when you just see people walking around with like your Red Sox hat or your Celtics jerseys and stuff. And even past that it's a really really cool spot
0: yeah, sure um do you what would what would be your dream spot like if you could now say okay i want to I have to live there for the rest of my life." would it then really be Boston or
1: I mean, of places I've lived in so far, yes, so it's hard to say other places I don't know New York City would be pretty awesome, obviously uh I don't know. I'd have to go to other places
0: yeah, makes sense um So yeah, we all know that you know poker can be you know a draining game, a lot of downswings. You uh, you were going on a downswing yourself earlier, and now uh, with PowerFest, you know, kind of you know swung it up again. Uh, So how do you deal with variance yourself? Is it something you you know do you just continue clicking or and don't bother it at all?
1: Yeah, uh, personally, I I don't really. It doesn't have that big of an effect on me. I mean, like when I first moved to Mexico at the beginning of this year, basically the first time I was ever playing full time, I went on a 35k downswing from like the first month and a half or two months. And like when it gets that bad, like, yeah, at that time I was like, fuck, did I mess up? Maybe I really shouldn't have done this, but, you know.
0: Yeah. so something that that you also talk about with your parents? uh no i try
1: not to because the thing is they don't really understand obviously how the variance and all works and it just makes them worry for the most part
0: yeah you just don't bother, <laughs> like, if, like I, if i really
1: needed like emotional help or whatever then yeah i talk to them about it but it's never gotten that bad luckily
0: yeah that's good um so benson being stuff are like really keen on you know meditating taking cold showers is that something that you do yourself as well or you just prefer it hot
1: Yeah, no, I do cold showers. What I I usually do, I just, like, do... I usually start with a normal hot shower, warm shower, whatever you want to call it, and then the last five minutes or whatever, pop it on cold. I like that. I used to meditate. I haven't been doing it a lot recently, not for any real reason, just haven't really felt that urge or desire, but I think it for sure helps. Me personally, it's just, like, I really... I don't really care about variants. <laughs> like, I'll sit there playing and half the time I don't even watch all-ins. So I'm just, like, focusing on other tables. like, oh, whatever, I guess I lost that one. Like, it just doesn't really matter to me.
0: Yeah, I kind of noticed that on Kurosawa as well. You you know, just clicking and like, oh, I busted this sentiment. And you just uh, continue registering, uh, which is, you know, pretty cool. Uh, Do you use, um, did you use any spe- uh, special apps for meditating or were you just sitting on your mm-hmm. own?
1: I uh, originally was using what's it called Mind Headspace. Is it called yeah, Headspace. Headspace? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used Headspace and did their uh, guided stuff for a while. But now I just, if I meditate, I just sit there and do it for five or ten minutes. But I think using an app like that is good to get started because, like, I had no clue what I was doing. I never meditated before before I used that app.
0: Yeah. Did you ever use BrandMind? A lot of people, no, I think. Ben, t- I've never used it yeah i think a lot of i think ben's b said like prime Month is like great if you like really have to boost yourself up for a particular event or something and headspace is just way more for the long term um for way more long-term effects
1: yeah i think apps like that they're all i think they're all really good to get you started and stuff you're unfamiliar with but once you
0: get once you're experienced you don't really need them is my opinion makes sense uh so yeah, do you then also have a morning routine? Do you like always take the cold showers in the morning? Do you take them in the evening?
1: Yeah, uh, as far as routine goes, yeah, I mean, I'm always, I've been sort of out of my routine recently because uh, I don't like getting out of bed, as it turns out. Yeah, especially like, like when know. you're living
0: on your own and you can, you know, you've got the time on yourself, you can just do whatever you want. Like, I feel like yeah. having some sort of routine makes it, may make it easier.
1: Yeah, like I've had an alarm. i always get up at seven thirty, but uh, basically I've just been sort of out, outsmarting my alarm the past few weeks. Like at first, I just started turning it off when it went on, and just laying in bed for like two hours, wasting the whole morning, basically. And then I was like, "All right, put my I'll put my phone on my desk. That way, I have to get out of bed." First day, I get up, turn my phone off, go back into bed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me, bro. So, yeah, my morning routine all comes down to the willpower to get out of bed, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Um, we have got a question uh, we kind of talked about a little bit in the beginning about the um, So You mainly played um, Empathies in the beginning, Well, you started with casting, and you switched to Empathies because you enjoyed it way more. Um, yeah. What do you believe is the best way to build a bankroll? Do you feel like a mix of both is best? Or- uh,
1: I mean, I don't know, really. I think, honestly, you should just play whatever it is you like especially if you're building a bankroll you're gonna be playing like 25 cent tournaments or 2nl like if you're learning anything about poker you're gonna beat any format you play at like a super high win rate so it doesn't really matter just play what you like i think is gonna be best for your mental health and your bankroll
0: yeah Comic tie is like right now i think doing a challenge um regarding you know cash games you really wanted to um be a call it, red redline uh crusher chaser you always want to have a positive red line graph if you guys don't know what the red line graph is the red line uh graph is basically your um non non showdown uh winnings. and um yeah it's busy with that do you, do you red, red line at warrior it's, okay I'm you. At <laughs> the red line warrior indeed um but yeah that's not something that interests you you just want to play to have fun and um, it's something that you rec- recommend i guess then
1: yeah, I think so. Especially when you're starting out like I was. I was just playing cash just because I didn't think I had any other options and I really didn't like it. Like, I was forcing myself to, you know, like, alright, I gotta play this volume. But I wasn't really getting better and I was really just losing money because I didn't like it, so I didn't really want to study or get any better just because it didn't interest me and I think it's just a lot easier if you play a format you like.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um... I'm reading, you were reading quite a bit. What is your favorite book and not necessarily poker?
1: I actually just finished reading a book called Sapiens. I think it's pretty popular. A lot of people have probably heard of it. It's all about, it's basically the entire timeline of humanity from when we like first evolved from pre-human creatures into right now and just how the world has basically become what it is today and how people have become what they are today. And I found it super interesting and I'd recommend it to anyone really.
0: Uh, what is your favorite game? If it's not poker, do you? What do you do when you're not playing poker? Basically, are you just chilling, watching uh, or Netflixing?
1: Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Netflix. I play video games less than I used to. I used to play, especially before I started playing poker. I played a lot of video games. Now I probably just play an hour or two a day. I've usually end up playing Rocket League, just which is not even because I love it that much, but it's just a really good way to hang out with some of my IRL friends. We play a lot. And yeah, I just like multiplayer games
0: where I can hop in and mess around with my friends. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, So yeah, of course, we all have in our lives, you know, our failures and our successes. What do you feel like, uh, what failure has set you up the best for success later on in life? I would say probably that downswing at the beginning of the year.
1: Because bas coming into that downswing, I was on like a sick heater, right? Like I was up a hundred forty-five k in like six months of playing, not even full time. So I was just feeling super good about my game, and I thought I could beat any tournament on the schedule, basically. But then after that, in January, after losing like twenty-five k, I just sat and thought, like, I gotta stop this. I really have to like get serious about studying if I want this to work. And I think that really set me up for you know, the success I've been having through the rest of the year, has it really opened my eyes that I wasn't as good as I thought I was.
0: Yeah, have you always been, like, throughout your life, have you always been somebody who was, you know, full of confidence, or is it just, you know, be a little bit that You really have to train yourself in that regard.
1: Yeah, for sure. I definitely am not someone who's always had a lot of confidence just in anything besides poker. I think it definitely... It's a lot easier to have when you have a lot of success, right? Like, after a 120k score, it's hard to be like, Yeah, I suck at poker. It's really hard to not be yeah. good at poker. But uh, obviously, you can still be bad. I mean,
0: but yeah. Yeah, what has been your most worthwhile investment? Did you buy, I don't know, uh, a fidget spinner?
1: Some kind of <laughs> like training site by Ben CB raise your edge or something like that maybe what is that (laughs) well (laughs) uh anyway yeah seriously though i think that probably it probably was the best investment i could think of like it didn't i'm not saying it changed the way i play or made me ridiculously better but it opened my eyes to see spots in a lot of different ways and just helped me improve i mean I think the thing is with Razor Edge, no matter how good you are, you can still get value from it. If you're really bad, there's, you can learn a lot. And if you were pretty good like I was when I got it, you can still learn a lot about different spots and just thinking about hands
0: in different ways, especially. Yes, having a different uh, perspective on the game. Um, yeah. Is that something also that you, you know, do you discuss a lot of poker with other people as well to get those different perspectives or are you just more on your own?
1: Yeah, a little bit, but I definitely am more on my own. I have i don't know, I'm just, I'm pretty, uh, I guess you could say an introverted person. Like, personally, I do. I do almost all my studying on my own, which I think is fine, as long as you have the knowledge to improve. Like, right now, I feel for sure that I can study on my own and get better. Maybe in six months or a year, I'll feel like that isn't the case anymore. But for now, at least, I think my time I'm spending studying is valuable.
0: Sounds good. Do you have any, like, absurd habits of, like, I don't know, you put your left sock on first or well, for extra uh, luck? Because maybe I have to no. try it. I mean, no, not for <laughs> extra luck. I definitely
1: probably do have some weird habits. Let me see if I can think of any. Uh, I don't know. Let's get back to that if I can think of something.
0: Sounds good. good. Uh, what new belief has, like, really improved your life the most? And why is it Gary Vaynerchuk? <laughs>
1: Is Gary Vaynerchuk a belief now?
0: I think so. Church, I mean at least it <laughs> <laughs> was mindset. Um, boys. but yeah, is there any like real belief that like changed your life? Was like was the most important?
1: I mean, not changed my life maybe that much, but recently, uh, the past maybe since I've been playing on my own, I've just been thinking a lot more about helping others and uh, you know, sharing what you have with people who don't have it, so basically what I'm saying is just that I want to, I don't have a lot of time to spend myself volunteering and doing stuff like that. Obviously I could, but I think it's more valuable to just like donate as much money as I can. You know, I'd like to donate 10 K or 15 K to charities by the end of this year, if I can, which basically I'm basically putting my time at the EV is higher for me of like volunteering at some food shelter or something. It's better off, you know, if I just play poker and I can make money more money than would otherwise be useful and I can give it to people who
0: can use it more effectively than I can. That was really kind, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you have any, like, real content creators that, like, help you mentally or you just, like, take care of everything yourself? Like, I feel like Gary Vaynerchuk helped me a lot becoming more patient about stuff, with stuff. Um, people like Simon Sinek helped me a lot regarding... Uh, leadership and stuff is that is that something that you're that you're interested in or it's not? At all?
1: Uh, a little bit. I'm not too interested in all that motivational stuff, just because I feel like I don't really need it at this point. But I think it's the it's the sort of thing that it's really useful when you need it. If you're having a rough time or you're in a big downswing or you lose confidence in your game, stuff like that can definitely help. But me personally, I don't really find a big use for it. But Someone who did inspire me a lot, not directly related to poker, but Casey Neistat, I don't do you know
0: him, Stevie? Yeah, he's, uh, I think, he might Vlogger. be, is he number one YouTuber? I don't know, but he's definitely one of, you know, Yeah, but the OGs and the biggest Just channels. the
1: way he lives his life and his vlogs, I used to watch them like every single day, he just, you know, was going all for what he wanted to do, and that just, I think it helps to give you the confidence that you can do what you
0: want, even if it's not a traditional path, say. Yeah, no ninety-five job. No. Um, what's the biggest thing you bought yourself after having a decent score? Are you somebody like who really celebrates the score? Like Jamie no, Staples always buys art? <laughs> no. Do you buy about.
1: watches. I couldn't I don't even know if I bought anything with that Millie score. You've any goals boosted re- board.
0: You've any goals regarding that of like, oh when I win a 1000000 i I'll, I'll buy a, a Lamborghini or something?
1: No, I don't know. That sort of stuff just doesn't interest me. Sort of like what I was saying before about the charity stuff. Like, I really, I'm not really interested in buying a lot of shit or anything, really, for the most part. I'm happy to just be able to, you know, pay my rent, go out for dinner whenever I want, order in whenever I want. Not have to worry about just paying those day-to-day costs. And for the most part, otherwise, I'm not really into watches or cars or, like, buying super expensive clothing or anything like that. It just doesn't really interest
0: me at this point. Yeah, do you plan on settling down somewhere any anytime soon? Like now you've been hopping places? So.
1: I mean, eventually, yeah, it'd be nice. Like ideally, I'd like to have a place somewhere that I would spend, you know, six or eight months in the year, a place that I actually owned. And then I could travel to a couple other places the rest of the year. But definitely a far ways away from buying a nice uh, apartment. So that's yeah, a future
0: goal, I guess. If you could pick like any spot and, you know, Pogo's... Legal there and all this stuff. Would it be like a house in the woods? Would it be, you know, in the desert at the beach?
1: Uh. Where would you put it? Probably in a, in a city, I guess. I mean, I just like having all the people around, all the activity.
0: <laughs> Somebody ask, desert? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it might be calm. <laughs> You know Cactus Girls stories. stuff up there? Yeah. Oh boy, Cactus Girl. <laughs> um, so yeah, what are the worst advices that you hear in a poker community? So one mm-hmm. of the most common this, things that you hear are like, you know, one hundred, the 100 buy in Bengal rule, you know, play more hands, whatever. What is like the most ridiculous advice that you've ever heard?
1: Oh damn! I feel like this is such a good question,
0: but rather like, what do you think? Uh, another question: What what do you think is the biggest yeah. league of people
1: calling way too much? I would say basically every player probably does. I do it. So yeah, I think that's a really easy one. I mean, I feel I like I'm the
0: complete opposite that of that. You know, almost
1: every player is calling too much. Even at, even players with like an 100 or 200 ABI are calling too much. Do you then mainly mean like pre-flop or just
0: also post-flop? No,
1: nah, post-flop mostly, I'd say. People just don't fold. Which, you know, wouldn't be a problem if people bluffed enough, which everyone also doesn't do. So, you know.
0: Uh, somebody asked, why don't you stream like Stevie? Is that something that you're just, you know, not interested in? Like you said, you're were, you were more of an introverted person. Is that, you know, because of it, you're just not really interested in it? Or
1: uh i like the idea of streaming but the thing if i wanted to stream i'd want to do it like you do you know like go hard put out a lot of content not just be like a person who's just going to be sitting there playing my tournaments reading chat occasionally but i just don't really think it's worth my time right now to spend hours a week doing social media and stream prep and stuff like that so if i had like infinite time then yeah i'd stream it seems like a good time but i just don't think it's worth it right now
0: Makes sense. How old is he? He is uh he turned twenty three months ago. Yep. Yep. I remembered. Um So yeah, when something bad happens or like something overwhelms you, how do you respond to that? Do you just let it go? Just try to be, you know, as logical as about it as possible? Do you, you know, cry for an hour, wank off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I probably, I just usually try to approach things really logically. I don't get too emotional very often. So whether it's poker or not poker, I just learned to sort of go with it. Like, there's nothing you can do about stuff like that. Whether you're losing losing with aces or your mom dies, like, it's all the same, right? You can't control it. It already happened. And it's best just to move on.
0: Yeah, um... How many tables do you play when uh, when you're grinding? Do you like to play yeah. a lot of tables and you know, it keeps you focused? I mean, you play less. A lot to some
1: people, it's not a lot to other people.
0: <laughs> but uh <laughs> these days I'm I'm usually either
1: ten or twelve tabling. Like when I start up my session at first, I'm usually ten tabling, then I get up to twelve during the like the heat of the schedule and then slowly go down as the day
0: winds down. Yeah, sounds good. Did you also so in the beginning you played two tables and you know slowly you just be adding a little bit more each time
1: yeah yeah i ate tables probably the most of the time that i've played poker but in the past few months i went up to 10 and then 12 and felt like i wasn't really losing a lot of ev doing it
0: um what do you think of the current industry regarding poker with the poker size do you think we are heading into you know the right direction you think uh, that one side pretty, doing particularly good or particularly bad? No need to flame well, yeah, I mean,
1: No, it's okay. We can flame people. Fuck poker stars, right? We can put it out there. We can. You don't need to put it out there, but I can put it out there. <laughs> Why is that? I mean, they just have basically everything they've been doing has pretty obviously been against the players. You know, like chess especially. Like, Compared to Rake Back, like, the chests to, like, the Party system, I'm probably losing, like, 7 or 8k a year on Party system compared to Party Poker. Or on stars system. And all, I mean, I don't really care. Some people, are, like, get mad at them for adding, like, Spin and Go Max or whatever and say it's gambling. Like, yeah, I get it, but just don't play it. But I think for the most part, Party's doing a lot of really good stuff that is for not any kind of player, recreational player, pro player doesn't really matter. I mean less rake, more rake back and like even though it's annoying how they constantly change their schedule every week I mean at least it shows you that they're in there tinkering with it, trying to find what works best and I think that's pretty cool. Like stars that may mess with their schedule like a few times a year and parties like every week in there trying to figure out what they can do to make it better.
0: Yeah. What the... I completely agree with that. I think Poker has been doing a great job. When you look at, you know, rake back and the schedule and the structures, you know, constantly they're trying to change things and uh, making things better. Um,
1: yeah, like they just, like a, a few weeks ago, they made a bunch of attorneys 200k starting stack and they just were super, super, super slow. And now I've seen that even this week and last week, they're already, they realized that that wasn't really great and they're already back down to 100k starting stack for the most part which I think is they have a bunch of really good people, really good pros working for them too. I assume we're giving a lot of input on stuff like that.
0: Yeah. When, when, you know, when talking about pros, we've seen a lot of people, a lot of stars, pros leaving Pokestars to join um, Pokestars. Do you think that indeed Party Poker does a better job with that? Like if you look at the team of Pokestars, um, compared to like, how do you feel like Party Poker manages their team? Do you feel like they've got more input? Um, I mean, I'd imagine so. But, I mean, what, part of what PokerStars is doing makes
1: sense, right? Like, why wouldn't you want to just have streamers instead of some random high-stakes pro that no one knows anymore? Like, from a financial perspective, it makes a lot of sense. Having big streamers is, like, one of the best ways to promote your site. So I get what they're doing, but it'd be nice if they, you know, maybe looked for input from the... It doesn't even have to be the high-stakes community, but just players in general.
0: Yeah, that was like actually the second thing I'm uh, I was gonna ask you is like, body poker hasn't been too active when it comes down to, to Twitch or like even the live yeah. events. they haven't been promoting um, too much up there. How do you feel about that?
1: I don't really, I don't really understand why they haven't partnered. They don't really have sponsored streamers like Stars does at all, do they? Uh,
0: they've got Heymonia, they've got uh, Biggest Natsu. They had Dramatic DGen for I think a month or two months, but compared yeah. to PokerStars, it is like almost non-existent right Um, yeah it's definitely
1: something i don't know why they're not doing that i'm assuming there's some kind of reason for it but i don't know it seems like a pretty obvious thing that they should be doing
0: because i think that is something that focus does, does really well especially now with like um you know, the 25K in the Bahamas soon. I think the promotions they're running now with Twitch and stuff is like Arlie, like the 12 labors of Arlie and, you know, giving yeah, away uh, sure. those passes too. Like um, Lex has his own challenge that somebody has to do something for charity. Um, Jason Summerfield giving away to the next top Twitch streamer. I think that, you know, creates a fun dynamic in the community and makes it a little bit um, tighter and um, yeah, really like grows the community together
1: yeah for sure i mean they obviously know how to market they're like a massive company compared to party i mean maybe not poker stars itself but stars group and their ownership and all that shit like they know how to market and like that's good like you said it creates a lot of cool stuff in twitch and just in poker in general so yeah
0: they're definitely doing that right yeah as a faces i think party does a great job on the live events i personally have never played a live event of Party poker myself you said you didn't play too much um life either uh, yeah. What I can say about it myself is like the um, the posters events that I went to; those were pretty good. But like, if you look at like the broadcast of Party Poker, if you look at live events, it is not as big as PokerStars. Like most of the commentators, I do not know myself. Like, have you yeah. ever watched like a Party Poker live stream on Twitch for too long?
1: No, no, definitely not. Because, yeah, I think they definitely, they run a lot of big live tourneys, like, that's not where they'd be falling. But you're right, the big Twitch broadcasts are always EPTs or the Bahamas or whatever. They're always stars tourneys and they always, like you said, they have the commentators that everyone knows.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's just a, just a pretty big shame. Because I feel like if they would, like, do something with that, it would be, like, great promotion for the site. And I think it could also just help... Um, the poker community just grow on a whole because i think a lot of people got into poker because of the shows they saw on tv now well that is not there anymore but i think i see Twitch and youtube kind of as the new tv yeah, yeah more people.
1: it's the tv for sure
0: it just grows every single day and um so yeah i was you know kind of disappointed that i haven't been diving into that too much um but yeah, of course, you were not the guy to ask uh, why that is no. the case, <laughs> other than what you think about it. Um, and we asked, what is your thoughts on ACR as a site? I mean, we all know that, you know, ACR has some problems with parts and all this stuff. Um, what's your opinion on that?
1: I mean, yeah, personally, I've stopped playing there, really. I mean, main reason is because their client's broken for me. But also, even if it was working, when it was working for me, I was I've started to play there very little i mean it kind of comes down to it there is enough like if you don't want to play on a site then you can just not play on it like i have more than enough volume on other sites that i respect more that i trust more than acr so you know they've had a lot of sketchy shit happening and if in a few months people are the community's like yeah they've sorted this stuff out then all right maybe i give it another chance but for now i just can't be bothered
0: yeah what uh, what size do you mainly play on right now
1: uh, mainly I'm playing on Stars and Party, like probably the majority of my volume, a little bit on 888. And I would play a decent amount on ES as well, but they have strict deposit rules, so I'm currently broke there. And they won't let me deposit more, so I'll get back on there eventually.
0: Yeah, what, uh, what schedule are you on now? Are you, uh, what time do you start playing?
1: I start playing at 10.30 my time, so right when the uh, Bounty 215 starts.
0: Yeah, which is like the start of the evening, basically for. Uh, for the yeah, Europeans. I play like,
1: I play the main schedule basically. Yeah, and I usually end up regging. I usually end up playing somewhere between eight and ten hours. I guess I reg a while
0: usually. Do you um? Do you grind every single day, or do you have you know scheduled days off to recharge?
1: Uh, for the for the most of this year, I've probably been playing about six days a week. Uh, last month with all the series I played like 30 days straight or something like that and uh, now I'm probably going to go back to something like that 6 days a week but I don't do a a set schedule like if I want to if I'm feeling it 20 days in a row then you know I'm going to play if I want to take a week off for some reason then I'll do that it doesn't really matter to me as long as it feels good you know
0: yeah I feel you how much do you (laughs) study? uh, Moosh was asking
1: all right, that's a good one. Uh, Recently, I've been studying a bit less. I mean, probably at this point, I'm studying not that much, maybe something like five or seven hours a week. It's like an hour a day, maybe, give or take. But I mean, studying is, I think it comes down to a lot to what you want to accomplish. Like right now, I'm pretty confident that I can beat the stakes I'm playing it without studying anything. Like if I just played for six months, it would probably be fine so it basically comes down to do you want to move up and how quickly do you want to move up when it comes to studying i feel like if i really wanted to be grinding on ks and 2ks then i'd be putting in a lot more hours studying than i am right now
0: yeah uh so how did uh, powerfest and derby Cube just uh just ended how uh, how did those series treat you did you enjoy I them mean, were structures good schedule good
1: it was fun, for sure. I mean, I ended up making a little bit in the month of September, which for a W Cooper Scoop month, I mean, you for sure take it, but I basically bricked probably every single WQ tourney that's ever existed, so pretty happy to still end up making money last month.
0: So Yeah, well, did you have uh, any big scores?
1: Uh, I had a 26k score. I shipped one of the uh, 215 Powerfest PKOs, but I fired up a- bunch of 1ks and 530s last month so
0: how did that go it ended up
1: being a good month now i bricked probably everyone i probably played like 10 20 w cube 1ks and 530s Cash like zero so if you Sucks. want to look it up Sucks. you can see my stars graph continuing to uh go deep
0: into the red deep into the red well as long as you're up on the other sides you know <laughs> yeah for sure uh At what point were were you confident enough to put everything into poker and start moving for poker? So you were basically studying college and you had a big score.
1: Yeah, I mean, it became a lot easier when I had an 120k score. But my plan was, before that, was still to probably start playing full-time just like six months later than I ended up playing. Actually, what happened was I didn't plan on uh, moving to Mexico as early as I did. But uh, the site I was, I was living in, uh, New Jersey, and the site I was playing on, it was a ACR WPN skin, but they closed down. And since they have legal online in New Jersey, if you're 21, which I wasn't and I'm not, you could play there. But basically that site was completely anonymous and through Bitcoin. So even though I lived in New Jersey, I was still able to grind via uh, WPN schedule, even though ACR or Bovada or Ignition or whatever, they won't let you play from New Jersey. But yeah, they closed down while I was on a Christmas break back at home. So I was like, fuck, I don't really have a choice. If I want to keep playing, I have to move. So I basically set some things up. And then like a week later, I moved and started playing full time.
0: And Was there any main reason you decided to move to Mexico compared to, you know, other uh, countries?
1: Uh, mainly because it was cheap and it was an easy and quick flight from home. Especially when I first started, like, I just didn't want to have to worry About living
0: expenses as much as i could do you ever play on global poker
1: no i've never played on global i've heard that it's super soft but again i don't i think most of the action there is in cash games and i don't really want to play cash and whatever i think a lot of people use like spend a lot of time thinking about what sites to play on and in the end like it really doesn't matter that much like yeah some sites are going to be softer than others it's true but if, you wanna, if you're wanna, if you focusing on getting better, you're going to beat the tournament on either site. So I would just play and focus on getting better rather than spending so much time on game selection, site selection, all this stuff. Me personally, I'd rather just get better and play.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Why is my
1: graph on stars open, says Ace of Face? I don't know. I don't really care. If people are going to tag me as a fish because I'm down 50k, then good for them. It's not going to do them any good. I could block it, but whatever. I don't care.
0: Why a Tim is so much more interesting to you than cash? I think it's pretty op I think that's the same <laughs> for everyone, but
1: Yeah, I don't think it's just me, but still. Because uh, the situations are always different, right? And there's obviously a lot more money up top. But uh yeah, I don't know. I occasionally get the itch to play cash, but it's just a little bit boring. I do like it. I think it's something that's good to play, especially when I was having a lot of trouble with 3-betting ranges and 3-bet pots. Like, just play cash, and you have so many deep 3-bet pots. It's really good for doing reviews after the fact and running Piosims and stuff like that. So I think it's definitely helpful. But
0: How long did it take you to become a winning player? Did you? What did you say again? A few months, right?
1: Yeah, I was probably losing for like...
0: Three or four months, or something like that. Um. So yeah, we, you know, we got to know, you know, where you're from. You're from America, New Jersey. Um. Who's your favorite poker player? Do you have one? Uh, no. D W Stevie, but no, not really.
1: I don't really follow any. <laughs> I don't really. Again, it's sort of the same thing. I don't really care about the live pros or the high stakes regs. Like, it eh, doesn't interest me. When you're playing poker that much, like studying and playing, it's just like I don't need to spend the rest of my
0: time following.
1: Oh, live no, you just focus on
0: yourself. Like yeah. Biggest change that you made to improve the game? I like that question. Play less hands. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a bad question though. I mean, there's no biggest change. Like you can't it's just do one. Kinda, you can't just yeah. do one thing and to get really good. You know, like it's one of those things everyone always wants the easy answer, right? But there isn't one. Like it's not just just signing up for raise your edge isn't going to make you a really good player like just doing whatever getting a coach for a thousand dollars an hour is not gonna do shit either unless you actually care and you put in the effort to get better
0: yeah if you could only play one more tournament for the rest of your life what tournament would it be (laughs) one tournament (laughs) one tournament (laughs) you have to one table it It must be a hype then but no you can just only play one (laughs) tournament and there are as many of them as you want
1: oh wait i have to i have to play this tournament over and over and over again
0: yes oh shit
1: uh i don't know maybe something really slow i'll play the marathon <laughs> that way dollar <laughs> marathon yeah sure that way i don't have to play it four million times and just play it like two million times
0: i did get over 10 finishes in a huge tournament, so yeah if you like i mean you kind of already answered that right if you finish like 20th and all this stuff you just you know you don't focus on yeah. it too much right and you just keep clicking because you I get, mean, out, it's look, the best, it's best So do you?
1: If it's if it's one of my highest buy-ins, like sure. If it's the bounty builder, high roller, and IFT bubble, like yeah. yeah, that's I'm not gonna be like happy. But like whatever. Uh, like if I'm just casually running deep in the big forty-four or something, and I like FT bubble, like who gives a fuck? Like I don't know. There's just <laughs> there's just nothing you can really do about it, besides for getting better, which usually is the best way to handle that sort of thing. But yeah, if I FT bubble the Sunday Million or something, I'm still going to be sad, but it's not going to affect my play. And after the session, the next day, I'm going to be
0: fine. If you take the L and then you bounce back.
1: Did I also scream and break keyboards in the beginning of my poker career? No, that might just be you, Big Toro. Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, Stripsa asks, uh, are you planning on doing any travelings to Europe soon? Because I feel like you yeah. would like to join.
1: For sure. I'm going to be moving to Europe after the holidays in December, so I'll be there. and Where are you planning to go? From there. Uh, to London with a couple of friends of mine. Are you going to stay there or just holiday? Yeah, no, stay there. No, it's sick. Yeah, it should be in cool. The- it would be nice to not be uh, alone, you know?
0: Yeah, have you guys already like uh, booked an apartment? or Working looking... on it. Working. We're working on it yeah uh, i hope uh, you guys you know got to know Dumbledore a little bit better got to know a little bit more about you know his habits and how he worked uh, worked his way up about his investments his mental game how he deals with stuff um do you have any words you live by any final words you live by oh first no. final words And then once <laughs> want to hear do you have any advice for twitch yet any motivational talk no, no, that's usually your department, studio I'll let you handle the motivation.
1: <laughs> Thanks for tuning in that good, though, guys. It was fun, actually.
0: You don't have any quotes you live by?
1: No, I'm sorry. I'm not have your pod, but I'd rather God be hated anything.
0: than love for what I'm not. I'd rather be hated for what I am than love for what I'm not. That's mine. It's the one I live by.
1: I think that's Russ, actually. <laughs> Just saying.
0: It is, but it's a quote. You can choose oh, your own okay. quote. No, no.
1: Listen okay. to Russ, though. P- plug in Russ on the pod. <laughs>
0: plug in Russ, guess. <laughs> is that your favorite? Who's your favorite artist? Russ for, sure. Russ, for
1: sure. For sure, bro. You Get introduced the- me
0: to the beauty that is Russ. What do you think of the Dutch classics?
1: Dutch classics are also amazing. I don't know how people don't like them. They're just like, they're fun. They're good songs. You
0: know? You heard it here first, chat.
1: Dutch classics only next stream, chat. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I uh can't say anything else then uh I agree. It was good having you man. I it appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the pod. And um Yeah. Bye chat. Bye.